At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to First Strike here on Visa. And I'm Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Cannot wait for UFC 285. You put in all that work. You get to maybe arguably the biggest, most anticipated heavyweight championship we've seen in quite some time with the return of John Bones Jones against Cyril Gaon. Of course, Alexa Grasso is going to try to dethrone Valentina Shevchenko at 125 pounds. Lou Finicaro is standing by. Jordan Sherwood, Dan Vreeland, Reed Kuhn. My goodness, you cannot take a breath on this card, so we'll try to get through it as best we can. But let's get to the aforementioned Lou Finnecaro. You can follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Gamblu. He is the host of the Bout Business Podcast. Lou, I don't know if we're going to look back on this fight, this heavyweight championship here with John Jones against Cyril Gaon, and go, I remember when that fight happened. But really, with Francis Ngannou now out of the organization, this feels like one of those moments we're waiting to see what we think we're going to see with John Jones, what do you think we're going to see Saturday night here in Las Vegas? Well, Dave, as always, I'm tickled to be able to present my fight outlooks here with you on first strike. Thank you. Uh, this is a such an anticipated fight, the return of Jones. And really, uh, against Miocic, it would have been oh. Tatiana Suarez against the uh, Montana De La Rosa, but no, <laughs> we're, we're not going to get that. We're going to get a competitive fight here. Gane is to be taken seriously. And the key with him 
is his relative inexperience, his lack of wrestling chops, but he's been extremely active and he's beaten decent competition on his way to this fight. Jones, on the other hand, we don't need to worry about his resume. What we need to worry about is three years off and what the extra weight, though he's taken three years to put it on, is going to do to a man at 35 and his cardio. My belief is that Jones was at Jackson Wink, the heavyweight fighter and training opponent for every heavyweight at Jackson Wink, mm. Arlovsky and everyone else. Jones has been fighting at heavyweight for a lot longer than we think. When he weighed 205, he'd fight at 230, 231, and I expect him to weigh in at 245, 250-ish. I think uh, John Jones is going to exhibit dynamic wrestling. He's going to show his strength. He's going to immediately take Cyril Ghosn down, make him expend energy. And I think whether it was in Ghanu or whether it's Ghan, Ghane, please excuse mm -hmm. the pronunciation mistakes. Uh, John Jones is too much. He's got uh, too much size, length, still as a heavyweight. And I'm not worried about the time away. In fact, uh, the time away, the fact that Jones uh, worked on his trade and continued to be a little bit of a bad boy makes me really like the position on John Jones. The Bow Business Podcast got him at open plus 115. He's, not, he's now minus 155. That's, that's still what I consider to be a decent price point. I wouldn't wait much longer if you're a John Jones fan to invest in John Jones. I'm right there with you, Lou. If you like Johnny Bones in this return, I don't know that you're going to see 155. You got a, a plus price tag on arguably the greatest MMA practitioner we've ever seen inside of an octagon. What's so funny when you look at the graphic and it says NA for weight, not applicable. It's going to be applicable finally for Saturday night. You mentioned you think he'll be around 135, 140. If he weighs 250, which is where Cyril Gon's going to come in right around that mark. That's what we're accustomed to seeing him. They're both 6'4", but yet Johnny Jones still has a three-and-a-half-inch reach advantage. But you think Johnny might wrestle with Gon after we saw how Cyril struggled against Francis Ngannou when they got down to the mat? I think there's no question that there's wrestling involved in the Jones camp, and I can tell you that Fer uh, Ferdinand... Uh, on the Ghana side, believes that's what's coming as well. Uh, those that think because they haven't seen Jones wrestle that he won't, I think that's just a reflection of who he was fighting before. I think he was a little arrogant, confident, not tested. I believe he's totally challenged here. I believe he's totally focused, and I think he's going to perform quite well. Well, you know, when you look at the total four and a half rounds here in, in this main event, and right now, minus an hour 40, if you think it's going to go over that uh, deep into that fifth and final championship round, the under plus money plus an hour 10. Because of the unknown, is there a chance that somebody goes out quicker here in the Vegas night? Or do you think we might be hitting the, the judges' scorecards, which is something we got accustomed to, to, to seeing with Johnny at light heavyweight? That's a great question, Dave. Early in the week, I think I was kind of waffling towards considering some under. I do believe that uh, Jones could finish Ghani, and I believe that if Jones wasn't careful, he could walk into a shin. So this is heavyweight fighting. Anything can happen. But I think that as the week progresses, uh, I, I might be uh, leaning a little bit more to over 
Uh, that said, I'm not making any position on this fight other than the side that I've taken, which is Jones. All right, so if Johnny Jones is, in fact, the greatest male practitioner we've ever seen inside the octagon, you can make a case for Valentina Shevchenko. And I know Amanda Nunes beat her twice. Those are razor-thin fights for a smaller woman coming up in weight when she fought the Lioness. At 125, we have seen no equal to the bullet Shevchenko here. Over a six-dollar betting favorite against Mexican's own uh, Alexa Grasso. Would love to be the second Mexican champion uh, after Moreno if he could do it. But again, could be the first woman to win this crown as a Mexican-born fighter. What do you make of Grasso's chances, if any, at all? I do regard uh, Valentina as the best pound-for-pound woman fighter in the history of the of the UFC, period. She fought, she's a 25-er and went up to 35 to fight Nunes. Now, we could make Nunes come to 30 and fight her, and she'd kill Nunes. The problem is, that's unfair. Nunes can't do it. So mm-hmm. this will be speculation for the rest of time immemorial <laughs> unless they fight again. As far as Grasso's concerned, I think Grasso's got every bit the stand-up that Shevchenko has. I think Grasso is as fast, maybe a little quicker in the pocket and with her hands than Valentina may be. The issue will be Valentina's grappling against Grasso. Uh, I want to give Grasso more chance than the market is giving her until this point in time. I'm having a hard time doing that. She's improved her grappling and her wrestling. Uh, But I think that maybe as much as we can expect here is for this fight to get into the third or fourth round. Yeah, that might be showing respect for the underdog here in Grasso at plus 460 right now. And you mentioned that when you look at the total here again, we've seen a lot of fights at Shevchenko, Jessica. I finished her with a head kick. I was sitting right there in Chicago when that happened here. But again, over is juiced four and a half plus an hour 30. If you think potentially gets to that final two and a half minutes of the fifth and final round. Is that the respect side you might see for Grasso here for the betting the betting public? Hard for me at this point in the week to give her that much respect. I, I really want to. I, I really want to like her. Uh, but I think there's some recency involved in her last win over Arahu, as well as Valentina's lackluster performance against mm-hmm. Talia Santos. And I think that might be creating an opportunity where Shevchenko's priced at only 600 where we're seeing her. Yeah, minus sixty if you like the under four and a half rounds right there in that co-main event in the two title bouts that we have. Shavkat Rachmanov feels like a guy that's really on the rise quickly in the UFC. Going to take on arguably his toughest test here in Jeff Neal on the main card here. What do you make of Neal? A solid almost $4 betting underdog against Rachmanov, who we feel like we're starting to see better competition against him. You got to lay five to one if you like Rachmanov in this one. Yeah, I'm worried about Neil's ability to grapple. But that said, here's a guy, and he's fought the likes of Luke and others. He's had good competition that is uh, standing with an 88% takedown defense. So we're going to find out how much wrestling Neil has against Rachmanov. Uh, I believe that Rachmanov is the prototypical future of that division. He's quiet. He isn't very loud or voracious as far as his vocabulary is concerned. But man, does he, he is really diligent, focused, and has a really incredible fight game. I don't see anyone in the division that is going to be able to defeat him when they get put up next to him. Wow, that is quite the statement here for what we expect to see from Rachmanov here. 
going forward at the 170-pound limit. Okay, I've uh, got about a minute and a half to go. This card is so deep. Whenever you get to a pay-per-view like this at UFC 285, uh, on the Bout Business Podcast or beyond, is there any fight here on Tuesday that you still think you have good value in before we get to Saturday? Well, uh, the uh, Rebus arau fight, uh, the the podcast is at plus 10 with Vivian. Mm-hmm. She's now plus 100. And that's still a great price on a fighter that I is surely the, the taller, the longer, the heavier, the more forceful fighter. I think she keeps this on the feet and Hebas is in big, big trouble. Hebas is bubbly, vivacious, best personality in the organization. I don't think she can compete with the power of Vivienne. And for that reason, I think Vivienne uh, plus a hundred is a great idea. Uh, when you look at the total in the fight, that over is, is juiced quite heavy. And so with that in mind, uh, two and a half over minus 270. Uh, so Vivienne via decision, you'll get a good plus number on that. I think it goes to decision and uh, Vivienne wins dominantly or could even stop her. Rebos has been a little bit chinny. Yeah, absolutely. So again, tell the people what they get each and every Friday when they tune in to the Bout Business Podcast. This week, because I'm going to Vegas for concerts, the Bout Business Podcast will drop on Thursday. They'll get 14 to 16 minutes of the final releases. Thus far to date, we have three futures. Jones plus 115, Arahu plus 110, and Simon in a second part of a uh, two-team parlay. Dave, thanks so much for having me on. I can't wait to hear your voice next week at the party two nights in Las Vegas. There he is, everybody. Good for the Carol. Come on back. Jordan Sherwood next out of Chicago. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you plenty of ways to bet the UFC. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You're going to be able to bet on more than just the main event. DraftKings has great odds on fight lines, total rounds, and futures for all MMA events. Eligible restrictions do apply, so see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for all the terms and conditions. Back here in Las Vegas, I am Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook. Always a pleasure to go out to the second city to catch up with Jordan Sherwood. Uh, you can follow Jordan as I do at uh, Woodon1000 ES- Woodon ESPN1000. Did I get that right, Jordan? <laughs> I think it takes you a couple of times, yes. Wood on ESPN 1000. It's a long is, title. It, it is. It is. I probably should shorten it no, at no, times. No. I'm just not creative enough. Maybe I should just I mean, get it right the first time, Jordan. That's another thought process as well. And, of course, the host of the unnamed MMA podcast. Jordan, always great to have you back on, my friend. Before we get to the big fights here, the return of John Jones, obviously. I know you've got some, some plays that you like and some of the other fights here. I'll stay in the main card with Rachmanov against uh, Jeff Neal here. And look, Rachmanov is everything I think we thought, and then some here at 170 pounds. Jeff Neal is supposed to be his toughest test to date. What do you like here? Is there a wing? Because I know you don't want to lay $5 here with uh, Rachmanov if you like the favorite. No, you're right. Uh, I think, yeah, Rachmanov is, is certainly a future champion, or at least at some point it's going to be fighting for a championship. Uh, you know, equal opportunist. He likes to finish guys both on the feet mm-hmm. uh, and with submissions. And I think, look, this is a perfect next level matchup. Jeff Neal is no slouch. He looked great the last time that we saw him. I don't think a lot of people handicapped him to, to be as successful and knock out Vicente Luque. But I think when you go back to look at stylistically this matchup, Rachmanov has faced dangerous strikers before. He's not, you know, messed around at all, taking the fight to the ground. We've seen Jeff Neal struggle at times. I go back to the Neil Magny fight that Jeff Neal did not look great at all. So I, I think Rachmanov is going to be Rachmanov. Obviously, yes, going to get the win, but I think he's going to do it again in impressive fashion. I'm not going to handicap it's going to be a sub or, or a TKO. <laughs> I'll just take inside the distance for Rachmanov, and that means that I like the under uh, at two and a half. I think it's safe to, to play it in that regard as well. Because I do believe Rachmanov is special. The nice combination of striking and grappling uh, and finishing capabilities that we have we haven't seen in quite some time. Yeah, that's the problem here. Uh, Jeff Neal, we know what the pathway is, right? He's going to try to be that trip hammer, certainly with his hands. This fight goes down to the ground. Rachmanov could get a finish there. And certainly he's uh, certainly no slouch with the hands himself. So many outs there for Rachmanov. It feels like one-way traffic for Neal to score the big upset. Uh, my unofficial handicap, 
for Derek Brunson, Blonde Brunson, came to a halt against Jared Cannonier, right? Because you don't bet against Blonde Brunson. I don't know what the hairstyle is going to be for Derek in this fight, but he is a decided underdog against uh, Driscus uh, Desplusis here in this one. So what do you make of Duplessis? Because he's now a 230 betting favorite, and Derek right now you can get almost 2-1 to one in the underdog's role. Yeah, I, well, look, I'll say it right off the bat. There's two underdogs that jumped off the page. I think the rest of the card is going to be chalky. Brunson and Julian Marquez earlier on in the fight card. But look, look, Derek Brunson was well, kind of winning that fight against Jared Cannonier until he got caught and, and, and knocked out. So you have to couple that. And I think, look, Duplessis, look, he's also a big-time prospect. A lot of people high on him in the middleweight division. Even though he got the win and we, we handicapped it correctly uh, his, his last time out, mm-hmm. um, I don't think he looked as good. I think he kind of lost a little bit of, uh, you know, the value on him and the momentum on him because of how he struggled with Darren Till, almost losing that fight, you know, quite frankly, what, in the second round. So I think Brunson is, uh, obviously, he always welcomes these young prospects. And I think Brunson hits hard so he can match power with power with, uh, you know, Duplessis. And, and I think the takedowns, Brunson going back to what he knows best, you know, what got him to the UFC that's being, you know, going reverting to wrestling, I think is going to be a factor. So I, I, I'll probably, it's not one of my strongest recommendations, strongest plays, but Brunson is going to be all that the Duplessis can handle. And quick turnaround too. Duplessis just fought that Darren mm-hmm. Till fight. Brunson had an injury, had to pull out of a, of a fight most recently. So I, I like blonde Brunson here, green Brunson, red Brunson, whatever <laughs> his color is going to be. I think just stylistically, it's a tough matchup for Duplessis to get to get a hold of. Yeah, and I wonder if he can do that, like you mentioned, with the wrestling and start to get into the cardio of Duplessis a little bit. We've seen that before, right? So maybe Derek can take him to the deep rounds here in the third round, maybe an overplay as well, if you like Brunson to possibly grind out this victory here as almost a $2 betting underdog. All right, I want to go down a little bit on the card here to Bo Nickel because right now, talk about steam. My goodness, has his number gotten out of whack? I'm seeing... 1650 today. Earlier today was 1500, and now it's already gone up there. Jamie Pickett now almost a 10 to 1 betting underdog here. My goodness, we get it. Nichols is the next, right? We think here in the middleweight division. Where does this price tag get to a point where you say, I cannot back Bo Nickel at this price? Uh, I don't think you can at all. Even at this, look, I mean, he's he's special. When you hear from Dana White and the hype machine. You know a guy is special when he's being put in his UFC debut. Mm. I mean, it's his UFC debut, and he's on the main card of John Jones's return to the Octagon. You know the promotion is high on him. And look, he's fighting a guy that's lost two of his last two fights, a guy that succumbs to takedowns. It's a no-brainer. It's a squash among squash. So, like, I, I think I text I texted you and I texted Britton, like, you got to get really, really creative. So, like, <laughs> Bo nickel round one via submission. Like if you can, if you can like that, maybe that's like even money or a little bit plus money, but like Bo nickel should steamroll this fight. It's his expectation to do that. This is a, a fight to get him notoriety and the UFC to make a star out of him. We know what's going to happen. Bo nickel is going to win this fight. And I think he's going to win it convincingly. I feel bad for Jamie Pickett, but sometimes it's your opportunity. If you're Jamie Pickett here, nobody's giving you a chance, but we're not here so far on the first strike uh, crew as well. Okay. When you look at say Brandon Moreno, the first ever Mexican born fighter to win a UFC championship, right? Alexa Grasso could be the first female to do that. If she could pull a sizable upset against Valentina Shevchenko, I 
regard the bullet as arguably the best. Again, I know she lost twice to Amanda Nunez. Is there any shot in your eyes that Grasso is a live dog in this one? And if so, what's the right play here for the cider total? Yeah, no, bad timing. I, I really bad timing. I think Valentina Shevchenko was maybe getting a little bit lackadaisical in her approach to championship bouts, and it's no slight to Talia Santos, but Talia Santos wasn't expected to do it, took her into deep waters. I like the fact that Shevchenko took some time off, kind of reset. Uh, Alexa Grasso, look, very good boxer. Uh, she's got some decent takedowns. Uh, we saw her submit Joanne Wood. That kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like 7-1, to 8-1 to dog to do that particular prop. I think we get back to the Valentina Shevchenko of, of old. We're going to get a, a sound finish. I think for sure the under is in play. I don't think Grasso's boxing is a threat to Shevchenko's striking. And I do believe Valentina Shevchenko is a heavy favorite against Alexa Grasso uh, on the ground. So I don't think the Brandon Moreno karma is going to rub off on Alexa Grasso. I think Shevchenko knows that there's some big money opportunity fights for her lane, possibly with a trilogy fight with Amanda Nunez. The way you do that is you go out and you finish and you finish someone decisively like Alexa Grasso. So like, I like Shevchenko inside the distance. I like the under and obviously I'll probably stuff her new up far away as well. Cause I expect her to get her hand raised. Yeah. There's a lot of things to like about Alexa Grasso, but I, I very interesting what you said about the timing. And again, if Shevchenko is going to go up one more time against Amanda Nunez at 135. If this is what it takes to get there, sign me up for that because those first two fights were all Amanda Nunez could handle and then it, some. But it sounds like you. It sounds like you might like Grasso a little bit. Am I, am I yeah, up but you put I, it out? Is there a little bit of that? Yes, but I'm with you because Valentina knows that she did not look like the bullet in some of her last outings. She's going to want to put on a show. This could be bad timing for Alexa Grasso. I'm right there with you. Very quickly, yeah. in the couple minutes we have left, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the main event. With John Jones yeah. coming back, I know it's been forever and a day. And then Jordan, I look up, he's just 35. It's like me. How am I still 35? I'm not. But how is John Jones still 35 years young? And we keep seeing these massive layoffs. The youngest light heavyweight champion of all time. Is he going to add double champ to his resume? Look, I, I can't believe it. I just look back at like his record and the opponents that he did and the way that he finished him. It, we're never going to see anything, uh, I, I don't believe, for quite some time, if ever. Um I was thinking about it early. I look, I grabbed John Jones early when he was plus money. I thought mm. there was value there. Him as the underdog. Now he's a heavy favorite or sizable favorite against Cyril Gaon. Cyril Gaon is a bad matchup for John Jones. So I've reverted back to thinking this is a lot closer than a lot of people think. Cyril Gaon's got the movement. He's got the variety of striking and grappling that John Jones not going to have a speed advantage as he would against maybe a lumbering heavyweight. So Look, I think John Jones should should probably get his hand raised. He'll do enough, but there might be too much risk there. Time off. How does he look with the added weight? And he's going to have to be in there with a guy that's 245 pounds. He hasn't been used to that, obviously, before in his career. Wow. I think we, we see some love here for the Frenchman. You see that total four and a half. If you think it's going to go over, John Jones fights have done that here very quickly. Are you going to at a fight that goes to the cards? I think that we, we are in store for a fantastic five round classic fight, John Jones style. Uh, but I could see Cyril Gaon stealing some and I could see John Jones. Stealing. So no official pick yet. I can't do it, but it's going to be a great fight. Nonetheless, is Jordan sure we're going to make me pick against the goat. I don't know if I can do it. Jordan appreciate it. As always, my friend, enjoy the fights. When we come back, Dan Freeland's going to join us up next, a big card, UFC 285. Come on back. First strike here on Beast.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, Elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VEASAN continues to expand its catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu. So no matter what sport you like to bet or how experienced you might be, you're going to find a podcast that's there for you. The VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast has some of the best college hoops analysis around, breaking down the betting odds, lines, and totals. Tim Murray is going to host three episodes every week with contributions from alternating co-hosts like Matt Humans and Adam Burke. The VEASAN Hockey Daily Betting Bo- uh, Podcast is going to feature Danny Burke and NHL betting expert Andy McNeil. They're going to cover all things hockey. They're going to do that twice a week. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Rolling along this edition of First Strike here on VEASAN. A pleasure each and every week to talk to Dan Vreeland. All of our guests work very hard at what they do. But I'll put Dan right up there at the top of the list. Writer at Gambling Podcast, at Cageside Press, host of the Top Turtle MMA and SGPN MMA Podcast. Dan, always great to have you on. For a big card like this, I know you like to go deep a little bit in some of these fights before we get to the main event, because I can't wait to get your thoughts on that and beyond. I want to start off, though, 
when you look at Viviana Araujo and her fight here against Amanda Hibas, because Hibas right now a small betting favorite at minus a dollar twenty. Viviana here plus a dollar, very close according to the odds makers. How, how do you see this fight breaking down? You know, I actually like the dog in this one in Araujo. I, I think. Rehibas is is really good. I, I've liked a lot of things about her. I like her hand speed. I like the way she works in clinch. But I think at the end of the day, what she showed me in that last fight was I really don't think she's made for flyweight. I, I really think she is more well-suited for straw weight. She's able to bully people a little bit more down there. She looked a lot sharper down there. And when you look at somebody like Arroyo, she's somebody who does quite a bit of bullying herself. She, you know, when she was fighting Roxanne Matafari, she just absolutely shut down everything Roxanne did and actually took it to her when it came to takedowns and held her down and put her up against the cage which is something not a lot of people have been able to do to Roxy. So, you know, I, I really think Arroyo is the type of fighter who is going to kind of bully Hibas and sort of show Hibas like you do belong back down at Strawway. You <laughs> are sort of that person who needs to, you know, cut that extra 10 pounds, which I, I never like encouraging to do. But like, I, I really think that this is a spot where she's run into the wrong kind of opponent for this type of move. Yeah, it feels like she might get bullied. And uh, Viviana here has a two-inch reach advantage too. So if it does stay on the ground here, she even has some built-in advantages there. I was so excited when I saw that you had Tabitha Ricci on this fight card against uh, Jessica Penne because we know what Penne is, right? She's tough. She's just a tough physical fighter. What do you think we're going to see with Tabitha here? Because she is the betting favorite here uh, in this fight against a solid favorite here, almost a $3 betting favorite. Is this too much too soon, though, against a veteran like Jessica Penne? I really don't think so. I've been, you know, nonstop impressed. Speaking of people who needed to move down division, right? She didn't look good in her short notice flyweight debut. She comes down to strawweight. She's been mowing people over. She's got a judo background, which I think so many people forget about. Both of her parents are black belts in judo. Mm. You know, she obviously made the switch to jujitsu. She's found a way to make double legs work in between all of that kind of stuff. She looks incredible every single time we see her out there. And yeah, she's had a three to one favorite right now, but... I think at the end of the day, Penny is going to be working off of her back entirely here. And if not, we've seen Jessica Penny kind of struggle on the feet, right? Like, it's not like she's ever, you know, blown somebody away with her striking. We saw in that Emily Ducat fight, Emily Ducat just absolutely did whatever she wanted on the feet. I think Ricci's got that advantage if she wants to. But if not, I think she's just going to be working on the ground. I also, if you're really looking for a spot to find maybe some more value on it, I wouldn't be shocked to see her put Penny away. Not necessarily because I think Jessica Penny doesn't have the submission defense, but just like I think the relentless pace she's going to bring in the grappling for 15 straight minutes at some point in time is probably going to wear the much older Jessica Penny out. Yeah, sometimes father time is undefeated. We'll find out uh, for Ricci here in that fight against Penny because Penny is not getting any younger on the counter. That's for sure. Cameron uh, Simon here, minus $3, 305 I'm seeing here against Mana Martinez. What do you make of Martinez? 255 on the uh, other side here. Any live dog scenario here? Yes, I, I absolutely love Mono Martinez in this spot. I think he is being slept on is a huge underdog because people love the 22-year-old Simon, right? Like, it's a great story. Mm -hmm. The guy from South Africa, another guy, you know, coming to us from that continent and, and putting on a show um, at a really young age. And he's got crazy knockout power. But the things we've seen from him that are issues are, are two things. Number one, Sometimes his defensive striking doesn't look polished. And number two, he, he does seem to have a ref, wrestling deficiency. We saw it a little bit on the Contender Series. You know, it reared its ugly head, but he was good enough to sort of make his way through it. I don't know that he's going to be able to do that against Mana Martinez, a guy who is tested in all of those realms. 
He's got good wrestling. He showed in his last fight he can. And he's been three straight fights where he's knocked down his opponent, including knocking down Ronnie Lawrence twice. Like, this is a guy with some serious power in his hands. And while he doesn't have a finish in the UFC, if you go back to his time when he was fighting on the regional scene for things like Fury FC, most of his wins are first round knockouts. So if Cameron Simon's defense slips just a little bit, I think he could get caught by Mono Martinez. And the thing is, is at that price. Why not give it a play? Yeah, plus 255. I'm right there with you. Amana Martinez feels like that's too big of an underdog price for my liking, certainly. Okay, look, we needed an opponent uh, from Matsus Gamrat. We got one. Not just any guy. Jalen Turner stepping in for this fight. Wow. I love Gamrat. We know what he likes to do. We know the wrestling background that we have there. Jalen Turner, what do you make this on a semi-short notice uh, fight to step in here? Because he feels like a guy that's just ready to bang anytime he's out there. Right now, Jalen, almost a two-to-one betting underdog. Yeah, I think it actually makes sense for where he's at. I think, look, I really like Jalen Turner. I think he looked incredible in that that Brad Riddell fight. Mm-hmm. I actually had him winning by submission there. It was like seven-to-one or something like that. So, like, you know, he'll always have a special place <laughs> in my heart for that one. But at the end of the day... He's not a submission specialist. He's not a grappling specialist. And in fact, if you go back to some of his fights when he was uh, a little bit earlier in his, his UFC career, he actually showed he has some issues with the wrestling. You know, in in the fight with Brock Weaver sticks through and Brock Weaver, not a high level UFC guy. You know, he countered with a heel hook attempt, turned that into his own double leg, actually wound up like back body suplexing Jalen Turner. Didn't get a ton of control time. But if things in the scramble against Brock Weaver called cause Jalen Turner problems, He's up against one of the greatest scramblers in the lightweight division. Matthews Gamera, if he does anything well, it's scramble in those in-between positions. We've seen him do it against very high-level grapplers. <laughs> he did it against Armand Saruki, and, mm-hmm. and he beat Armand Saruki in that way. So for me, uh, you know, I, I think Gamera's wrestling is just going to be way too much for Jalen Turner here. Um, and I think he's just going to keep him on the ground the whole time. Yeah, seven-inch reach advantage for Turner. So you see the pathway there. It's got to be this fight's got to stay standing. But if Gamera gets this fight down to the ground, I'm right there with you. Then you go, now I see why he was such a big betting favorite. Over against a really game young fighter, 27-year-old Jalen Turner. All right, speaking of young game fighters, still undefeated here. I wonder if Shavkat Rachmanov, when the O will go. Is it going to go this week against Jeff Neal? Look, Jeff Neal's a very respected fighter. We get it with the hands here. Rachmanov right now, still a $5 betting favorite. Is that price tag too big for you? It's way too big for me. Um, I, and, and I don't get me wrong. I've been somebody who's been tooting the Shavkat Rachmanov horn <laughs> for as long as it could be. You know, like he stepped in on that fight against Cowboy Oliveira, and I was like, yes, sign me up for this guy all the time. He looks incredible. I, I love the way he uses his length. I love the way... Uh, that he cuts angles. I, I like the fact that his submission skills seem to come out of nowhere sometimes because it looks like he wants to strike with you until all of a sudden you're submitted. I, I like so much about what Shavkat Rachmanov does. But we're talking about Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal, a guy who's on a two-fight winning streak. Jeff Neal, who just took out Vicente Luque mm. it, seemingly pretty easily. So don't get me wrong. I still think Shavkat Rachmanov is, you know, a top five guy, potentially, maybe even higher than that. But at the end of the day, I'm not spending almost negative 500 against Jeff Neal, a guy who's, let's be honest, more proven, way better than Neil Magny, a guy who is Shavkat Rachmanov's best win. So, you know, I, this fight leaves me sort of in a place where I'm out here looking for a way to find, you know, some value in it. But with as durable as, as Jeff Neal is, I mean, I think maybe just playing the over is the best bet, the, the best way to find value on this one. Yeah, minus 115 here for over a round and a half. That shows a lot of respect 
from you for Jeff Neal. So I understand where your head's at there. About 90 seconds to go. You got the return of the GOAT and John Jones. First time ever at heavyweight against Cyril Gaon. Somehow got out-wrestled by Francis Ngannou. Ngannou's gone. Heavyweight championship on the line. Should we back the Frenchman in this one? I'm backing the Frenchman on this one. I, I know the narrative is John Jones is a wrestler and Cyril Gain had problems with the wrestling, right? But at the end of the day, John Jones's wrestling has not been what people are, are making it out to be. He went two and nine in takedowns against Dominic Reyes all those years back. He's got a massive layoff and a discrepancy in size. I have to imagine he's going to come in here, if not as the smaller guy, as a guy who's never had to face somebody who is shaped like he is. You know what I mean? He's used <laughs> to people who are, you know, shaped like light heavyweights, not shaped like heavyweights. So I, I I hear that he could potentially wrestle. It wouldn't shock me if he does wind up using wrestling here. But man, getting dog money on Cyril Gain, who I think is a better striker, who I think will keep this standing enough to to make it interesting. Man, I I got to chase that dog money there. Plus a dollar thirty five if you like Cyril here as the live dog. And again, this fight opened about a pick'em, shot up John Jones's way, and now the money's kind of holding here. Minus a dollar fifty five we see here for John Jones. Dan, we appreciate it each and every week, my friend. Enjoy the fights. We'll catch up again next week. When we come back, going to Washington, D.C., Reed Coon is up next here on First Strike UFC 285 edition, live from Vegas. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rolling on this edition of First Strike here from Vegas. Always a pleasure to go back to D.C. to catch up with Reed Kuhn. He is the author of the book, Fightnomics. You can follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Fightnomics. Reed Kuhn, always great to have you in. Look, every card I get excited about, I know we all love it as a fan. You get a card like this, right, UFC 285, and then you get to put your data to work here. I'm always inquisitive with you when you got a guy moving out of weight, and it's John Jones. It's not just some guy. So I know you got all that data at light heavyweight. How do you put that in and compute it against Cyril Gaon here in his first heavyweight matchup? And it, oh, just so happens to be for the heavyweight championship of the world. Yeah, it, it's a huge issue in this case. Um, I've told you before how where I'm matching up two guys and the, the weight switch is actually favorable to your pick. Mm. You can walk, you can lean back and just say, hey, I'll, I'll go with it because, you know, maybe he earned this metric against bigger opponents, tougher talent. Uh, in this case, the guy I'm supporting, which normally would be Jones in this situation, is moving up. And that's a lot of uncertainty on top of all this layoff and changing camps and, and partners and everything else. Um, there are tons of confounding factors. And sometimes you got to sit back and be like, you know what, maybe I'm just going to sit and enjoy this matchup. <laughs> and hopefully I've made my money on the night elsewhere. Uh, but I do have a lean and I just want to keep it small. I don't want this to determine my whole outcome. So the so the lean there would it be to to Johnny even though again it's minus a dollar fifty five this fight opened about a pick 'em right you could have got some plus money on John Jones way back those numbers obviously long gone is there still any value to be extracted from John? You know I like wrestlers uh, and when I just look at the metrics alone agnostic of all the other issues outside of the cage John Jones is still a dominant grappler he has submissions he has the ability to hold people down. He has the ability to get big people down. He has these crazy tosses he does from the clinch. So not only can he frustrate people at a distance with his range, with his evasiveness, with his ability to fight moving backwards, then he gets it to the ground and it's a different ballgame. You're dealing with this weird animal with crazy long limbs. <laughs> and so Gane, we saw him get handled by Francis uh, Ngannou. I think I was actually with you uh, yeah. back in Vegas for that fight. It was a surprising outcome. We didn't expect to see that go to the mat so often. And that's a dead giveaway. That is John Jones's path to victory right here. I don't think he wants to test his chin against such a, a powerful and accurate striker because Gon's metrics do really look good on paper in striking. It's just that we got to bank on the fact that Jones knows how to stay out of danger and eventually he gets us where he needs it, which is on the mat. Yeah, I mean, you want to go way back, obviously, the light heavyweight days when he was out wrestling Daniel Cormier. That said something to me. So you're right. I mean, he's fought guys that have fought at heavyweight like Cormier, the former heavyweight champion of the world. So it's going to be very interesting to see the body type of John Jones come Saturday. You know, when you look at the bullet, Shevchenko, Valentina, you can make an argument, is the greatest female practitioner we've ever seen in MMA. And I know all the Amanda Nunes stands are going to get at me for that. 
But those fights were really close. At 125, there's been no equal to her there. So now here comes Alexa Grasso. What's the pathway? What does the data show you? Is there anything that Grasso can do now at almost a $5 betting underdog to, to say that there's some value in that price? Maybe not in the money line. Uh, and and we say that Shashenko has looked untouchable at flyweight, and that's true. Now, she did get by in a squeaker. She won that fight, but her one of her last appearances, she suddenly looked mortal. Mm-hmm. So that does tell us that, you know, this isn't, um, you know, Amanda Nunes had to have a really off night, unfocused to lose. Shevchenko, I think, is a little bit more mortal and more vulnerable. But I think you have to have a ground game to do that. You have to have size, strength. And Grasso is good on paper, but it's because of her striking. And if you look way back at her losses, it came against people who were competent grapplers. And so that's what I think is Shevchenko's best path to victory here. I don't know if she just wants to box with Grasso. That's probably not going to be a convincing round, and she could easily lose close rounds. We've seen that before. When two people are just striking back and forth, it's really hard to tell who wins. But when someone's on the ground and they're on top, they win that round. And that's probably the smarter play for Shevchenko. I I personally think the price is a little out of whack. I wouldn't want to pay for Shevchenko straight up. It's a steep price. You don't know about injuries. You don't know, you know what fluky thing could happen on the feet. But Grasso, I do think, will put up a good fight. And that's why, like a recent uh, event, mm. I think the value here is on the over. Mm. I think the value here is just assuming that Grasso is going to extend this and put up a tougher fight than most people think. And that's a lot more affordable than paying for Shevchenko straight up. Yeah, I like where your head's at there. Plus thirty here over four and a half rounds. Because, again, that's how I like to show respect for big-time underdogs like Grasso is here. So, again, I think she's live. Maybe not a nibble, as you mentioned, uh, on the money line here straight up. But maybe you could push this one to the judges' scorecards. Plus forty without picking a winner if this one goes all five. When you look at uh, Marc-Andre Barriot against uh, Julian Marquez here, pretty evenly lined here, Marquez right now, plus $1.30. What do you make of this fight? What's the data showing you here, Reed? Yeah, this is a fight that will probably go under the radar for a lot of people. It's it's middleweights. You know, you got plenty of talent on the main card. Um, but, uh, you know, when you just look at metrics and you're trying to find some value, sometimes it pops out and it's a fight you wouldn't normally have paid attention to. And that's where I have here. So I had to really dig deep to understand why why were the numbers leaning the way they are? Because they are closely matched. It's a close line. When you look at them on paper, they're fairly close, but there's some subtle differences in how they are doing their striking. And that leads me to the the slight favorite, Beralt, uh, where he is a little bit more um, successful with his striking in terms of differential. So defense, you've heard me say, is extremely <laughs> important in striking matchups, almost as you know, more so than offense offensively, they are well paired. Defensively, there is a big gap on the Marquez side. He eats way more punches. He's been damaged. He's been knocked down. And that's a red flag. And so in a fight that I think is probably going to stay most of the time on the feet, these guys are duking it back and forth and they're middleweights. They're going to damage each other's faces. I like Baralt here to score the better rounds and maybe even threaten a late finish. You mentioned how good some of these prelim fights are here. When you see Cody Garbrandt there, Almost a $2 betting favorite, minus $1.75 against Trevin Jones. Cody is not known, no love, for his defense. I think he has no love for defense. What do you make of this potential three-round banger in the Bantamweight division? Yeah, this is interesting because, uh, you know, Cody coming up through the ranks, he put on a really impressive win streak and then just kind of derailed Mm -hmm. since then. And so we've seen him fall off. So first of all, fun fact Looking at the numbers, 17 knockdowns have been scored in his 12 fights. That's 
10 that he scored, but also seven that he received. So he had this crazy streak of knocking people out. And then he went on his own streak of being knocked out. And that's not a curve you normally come out of because that that stuff is cumulative. You can knock people down all day, but um, once you start receiving it, it piles up. And so that's why I think there's a red flag here. You mentioned the lack of defense. He likes to get into a brawl. This is a fight where it's going to almost look like these guys are in different weight classes. There is a huge size differential between him and Trevin Jones. And Trevin Jones is also a pretty good striker. He's been knocking people down. Now, he has also been damaged. Uh, but that defensive liability with Garbrandt is enough to make this closer than I think the odds are. And so that's why I'm going to take the value play of plus money on J Trevin Jones. It's a small play. I don't think this goes to distance. I think someone gets knocked out. but. It is closer to 50-50 than I think the odds are. Yeah, plus fifty right now for Jones, and I'm certainly uh, thinking along similar lines there. I think there's good value in that number. Tabitha Ricci is fascinating to see her come into the UFC here against a veteran like Jessica Penne, so we know what kind of Penne feels like at this stage. What do you make of Ricci now? I see it's ballooning up minus $3. She is right now as a betting favorite. Uh, what do you make against the veteran, against a relative newcomer here, but a lot of hype behind Tabitha Ricci? Yeah, finding an opponent for Penne at age 40, um, she has traditionally been a grappler. She has not done well with her stand-up. Um, she's been picked apart on the feet before, and when she excels, it's because she has a grappling advantage. Now, I do say that age does carry some advantage there. Experience is important when it comes to grappling. Ricci, though, wow, I mean, her, strat her stats are simply better and massive youth differential. You know, we got a 12-year age difference I don't think I've seen that lately in the UFC. 10 years, maybe there's a few situations, but 12 years is a lot. So we have a much fresher, younger opponent coming in. I think the grappling she's going to bring into the cage is going to be fairly aggressive. And so that's why I lean her way as a favorite. It's getting to the point where it's maybe reasonably priced. I think the two to one is probably about right. I wouldn't want to go much past that given the age and experience of Penne, but man, you got to back the younger fighter here. I think she's going to have more in the tank for three rounds. Reed, I love talking to you every week. And part of it is your numbers take out any heartstrings that might be associated with any fighter, right? I love betting on Derek Brunson. Okay, should I be cautious with your numbers against Driscus uh, Duplessis this week? Because we know Duplessis here, 230 betting favorite, but Blonde Brunson still holds a, a, a place close to my heart. Well, I, I, it's not that I don't remember the people that have come through for me as dogs. I have a special place in my heart for them as well. And Brunson is one of those guys. He's kind of grinded it out and gotten victories even when he shouldn't and just keep piling them up. Um, I am a little surprised at how strongly the numbers came out the other way. Now, I just mentioned age. This is another situation. In this case, it's a 10-year age difference between the two of them. You know, Brunson has been around a while. I'm going with the favorite here. I think he's just a, he's a little too high, high output to, for Brunson to deal with. As my dad always says, bet with your head, not with your heart. Sometimes I'm guilty of that moniker. Reed, appreciate it as always, my friend. Enjoy the fights come Saturday night. And everybody, enjoy UFC 285. We'll see you next week back here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.